Hello, Dubs. Hi. We're virtual again. Dude, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, it's weird what we've learned in the last two years of COVID. Uh, one being isolation when you're sick. Right, and you're not even sick, but it's more just... It's it's just safety because I know how shit works now because of COVID. It's just <laughs> just because you're not sick yet doesn't mean you don't yeah. have it and you can't pass it. So I feel like I feel like we always knew how it worked, but then oops, we both got COVID and it sucked <laughs> and it could have been avoided if we followed these rules. Yeah, I mean, granted, I think both of us are pretty good about following those rules, but being strict about those rules. Basically, long long story short, my fiance has strep and I don't have strep. But I don't want to give you strep in case I'm contagious with strep or something. You could be asymptomatic with strep. Oh, you can. Okay. Yep. I, I researched it. That's why I was like, stay the fuck away. Because stay home. <laughs> it said uh, you may carry the virus, but not show symptoms. And I said, oh. That sounds familiar. That, yeah. I've seen that. I've heard that story before. <laughs> so I don't need to repeat that that story. Uh, yeah. I think I met someone like that without knowing it, and they gave me full-blown COVID. I think that's how this has been working for a while now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, So, yeah, I miss you, but I'm glad we have the technological ability to do stuff like this. Yeah, agreed. I'm seeing a whole new angle to the podcast recording room. Right? Uh, It's very nice. I'm kind of seeing what you're seeing. I can picture me over in that chair. I know. I look at it all day. (laughs) <laughs> and i see the microphone gently like tilted towards the chair i'm just yeah yeah that's his spot i know who that's for that's his spot yeah 100 <laughs> percent. um how was your uh holiday how was your thanksgiving it was lovely uh I so i'm gonna start i've had some slight bad news for you that i've been waiting for this moment to share with you we <clears> had the nectar which I have forced that nickname upon it. I've started calling it Nectar. <laughs> so I said, hey, everybody, the Nectar's ready. And then people said, what's the Nectar? And I explained it. And they're like, cool. Hey, do you want to try some of this Nectar? And in my head, I was like, yes. <laughs> when they like asked the next person, so it's spreading. I cannot find that whiskey Old that Forrester? you gave me. Yeah, because I didn't look very hard. <laughs> I looked... In- I looked in the liquor store next to Costco, table and they and had vine? Maker's Mark. So I had I had Maker I got Maker's Mark. It wasn't in Table and Vine. If that's the one next to the Costco yeah. near where you live, yeah, no. Oh wait, wait. So the uh, one that I live by. Yeah. Oh no, that's a dog shit fucking spot. <laughs> Why did you go there? You you literally passed the greatest store within a fifty mile radius called Table and Vine. Why don't you? Shoot. Why didn't you stop there? They have a whole aisle. A whole shelf for I d- it. I, I don't know. But anyway, the Nectar came out amazing. I got um, one upgrade I did from last year, where last year I just dumped all the ingredients in it and then had to, like, scoop them out. Uh, I just got a reusable cotton tea bag. That was oh. like a little little cotton bag with a cinch cinch tie at the top. Okay. Just crammed all the ingredients in there, except for the orange peels, let them float around a little bit. Ooh. Um, I, like, served it. I had a cup of my own and then, like, wandered around the house into, like, different rooms where people are hanging out. I came back much later, and it was empty. I asked my sister. She thinks it was popular, and she said my cousin was near the end of it, couldn't scoop more of it with a ladle, so he took out the ceramic part of the crock pot and poured it into his mug. (laughs) So it was literally down to the last drop. Um, so, and then of course, oh, go ahead. no, 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 I'm sorry. I, th- I thought you were done. Keep going. Keep going. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. 
Well, I was just going to say, and then, of course, all the rest of the food was incredible. Okay. Um, and uh, my fiance's two types of cornbread were a big hit, which I think I talked about last time. Yes, you did. Okay, okay. So Maker's Mark works as well then, huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> here's, here's how I, like, sold it to myself. Mm. When you're putting 750 milliliters of bourbon into a gallon of spiced apple cider... The exact brand and flavor and age and whatever of the bourbon doesn't matter much at that point. <laughs> if it's bourbon, it'll be fine. Probably. So, yeah, I went with Maker's Mark. Also, I just like Maker's Mark. I want to say that's my favorite bourbon. It's a sweeter bourbon. Oh, yeah. You know I'm a sweet boy. I know you are. Yep, that's why. Yeah. But Maker's Mark is a good choice. I like Maker's Mark a lot, too. I like uh, Woodford Reserve, too. Woodford Reserve is very, very good. Uh, that, yeah, that's yeah. A, another reliable one to go to. So that's good. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad it's a hit along with the cornbread. So that was good. Talk to me about the food. We had two turkeys. Uh, Wait. So, <laughs> two full turkeys. For how many people? <laughs> 34. Okay. Okay. That works. That fits. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah. fits. that fits. And there, there was a fair bit of turkey left. So it, it still was too much turkey, but you always want too much turkey. Nobody wants not enough turkey. Oh, yes. Um, one regular, I think, dry brined turkey, one dry brined, and then wrapped in bacon before it went into the oven oh turkey. My God, that's <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. But here's the thing the, the bacon was like taken off and used in other things for the meal. So the turkey just kind of tasted like bacon. It was really cool. <laughs> like it was definitely turkey, but it had that little tinge of hmm this is this is bacon this was near bacon at one point jesus christ um, how big how how much weight wise were the birds i don't know i wish i could tell you that but okay. we had a 12 uh, pounder for four people yeah i was gonna guess like 12 to 14 pounds each that's it um may, i think so i saw them come out of the oven they looked like normal medium turkey size they weren't like massive so you gotta but. go you gotta go costco 25 pound turkeys when you got 34 people <laughs> oh baby i mean you gotta probably know that pounds of turkey it. baby you gotta be dual wielding 25s here <laughs> one on each of your fists yeah you gotta let people gorge dude yeah fucking hell oh, we gorged okay we it was so <laughs> the my my family does a potluck where everybody brings a food item um and it was it's like every couple brings a food item so ours was the cornbread and then i also brought the nectar mm -hmm. um nice but there was corn casserole. There was some uh, Puerto Rican pork dish, which I forget the name of it, but it was so good. It was like almost fried pork, like cubes of pork. Oh, my God. It was so good. Um, there was a Puerto Rican rice and beans dish. Um, my oh. cousin's. my Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. My cousin's girlfriend is Puerto Rican. So she wanted to bring some Puerto Rican food. And it was kind of it kind of stole the show. Por oh, um, Puerto Rican rice and beans. I don't know what it is about the little, little like it just fucking it's like it's something about the seasoning. Dude. Yeah. It slaps. It's just. Yeah. It's just. Oh, gosh. It slaps. Yeah. Um. Homestar, whatever you call it, country style mashed potatoes or whatever, mashed potatoes with the skin on. Um, delicious gravy, like a gallon of gravy from all those turkeys. Um, green bean casserole. We're talking uh, my sister's cauliflower mac and cheese, which is mac and cheese, but with cauliflower instead of noodles uh, for the keto folk. Uh, we're talking um, sweet potato casserole. That was a huge hit. That was my mom's. Uh, we're talking like eight pies. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, it was pretty good. Lots of wine. It was also like BYOB, and everybody bought a bottle of wine, except for me. I brought the nectar. <laughs> so for anybody who wanted to get drunk off of not wine, we we did take like uh, swigs of Maker's Mark before I poured it into the <laughs> into the cider. You see, I can't, I can't do, I had one glass of wine and I hated mm. it. I hated it. Why? Because it's an hour away from where I'm actually going to lay down and go to bed. If I hosted, oh, I would be blacking out. Yeah. I'd be enjoying myself. But the fact that I yeah. got to like clean the table and, cl- and clean the dishes and put on the dishwasher and wrap up the tables and bring up the Christmas decorations. That's not stuff you like doing on a full stomach, let alone feeling too hot because you had a drink. And you get the flush <laughs> heat of having a drink. Oh, yeah. I legit walked outside. I said, I'll be back. And I just went outside and just walked around the driveway. Because I just I needed to literally did the same thing. Yeah, it's gonna air <laughs> air out the face, you know. Yeah, close up some pores from all the heat that you're dealing with. Cool off from the flush of uh, the whatever alcohol you had. Try to get your body to realize you have to function still because you have yeah. food in you. It's just, uh, it's it's horrible. I fucking hate that feeling. <laughs> Sorry, you hate the best holiday so much. <laughs> I only um, hate it because I have to drive. <laughs> yeah we had to drive two hours back home jesus cause... christ <laughs> so you know where i live way up north that's gross. Uh, and he's down at the coast in connecticut so we had to drive an hour back to my parents and then an hour from my parents back home it was pretty gross How but my sister drove okay. from his place to the to my parents so i really just had to drive an hour but had to be in the car for two hours how did you i can't believe you're smiling about that you know, smile, smile the pain away. <laughs> it wasn't fun. I mean, for the ride up there, uh, for the ride up to my parents, I was pretty much just passed out. I was just like sitting in the back seat, <laughs> scrolling through my phone, kind of. And then for the ride from uh, my parents' house to my house, I just had, uh, I had AirPods in uh, and my fiance passed out. <laughs> so I was literally just like a dad <laughs> driving the kids home and they're passed out. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was pretty chill. Oh. Good on you. What a soldier. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Thanksgiving. We soldier. did. Um, <laughs> we left a little bit earlier than we typically do. We're like the holdouts. We like leave the party last first to show up last to leave kind of folks. Um, but uh, the older my cousins get, the more into weed and acoustic guitars they are. Um, so the night very heavily turned into that. <laughs> there was acoustic guitars, um, acoustic basses, ukuleles, bongos. Uh, and uh, like an, an unbelievable amount of weed. Um, they so did, we like, they did right. the weed at the, <laughs> you're supposed to do the weed at the beginning for the feast. So you're eating <laughs> all of that food when you're really high. That's what it's supposed <laughs> to fucking be. That's how you blow your socks off. I think I think there was also that. Okay. <laughs> but then there was, okay, now we're all crashing here tonight, so let's get as high as humanly possible. Oh, see, that's the vibe I want. I want that vibe. <laughs> I want that style. I want that lifestyle. But no, yeah. I got to drive back up home and fucking be responsible. Mm. So that's just, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, that's so, that's, I'm so jealous of your cousins. Good for them. <laughs> good for them. I'll let them know. Live them the how was, uh, how was your food? It was good. It was food. You know, it was uh, it was what I expected it would be. It was what I liked the most about this Thanksgiving. It was concise. 
So it was the perfect sizing of sweet potato casserole, of mashed potatoes, of stuffing, cranberry sausage stuffing, uh, it, uh, of the turkey. It was all just so well balanced as an amount. We had lasagna. You you didn't need it, but it's just it was good. We there's lasagna. And it was not like a full size. It was like a fourth of a full size pan. So it was the perfect amount of us not fucking with it because it was just fucking lasagna on Thanksgiving. Um, That's the perfect review of lasagna, by the way. What? We didn't need it, but there's lasagna. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I love lasagna. It's fantastic. Yeah. The problem with it is that unless it's the main course, you don't fucking need it. Yeah, you don't. It's it's the same thing as as here's your breakfast, but then here's smoked salmon. Like here's lox and a bagel. It's like no 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 no. Lox and a bagel is the meal. That's a meal option. You don't give that as a side of the buffet. But they always fucking yeah. do it at a, at a breakfast buffet at a nice place. There's always a spread of lox and bagels and cream cheese, and it's like this this is a main thing to eat, you know. And you you have it set up like in line with it being like a side. And it's not that. And now I'm going huh. to get it because I'm a glutton and I'm going to feel like shit because of you because you gave me locks and bagels right here at this part of the buffet. Where if you gave it to me at the very beginning before the eggs and shit, I would have known, oh, I have a choice. I see. <laughs> You've been burned by a breakfast buffet into overeating <laughs> because yes. I was going to say, you know, you could just have that. <laughs> no one's forcing you to have all the things. But yeah, if you're going down the line and you're like, ooh, eggs, ooh, bacon, ooh, sausage, ooh, toast. Wait a second. This has been an option the whole time. Well, yeah. now I can't turn it down. Exactly. Lox and bagel. I can't turn down smoked salmon and cream cheese and capers and all this shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was good. It was concise. Perfect amount of food. Perfect amount of leftovers. Uh, I was able to fit all the leftovers for myself in just two containers. Amazing. Uh, desserts were reasonable. It was mm. uh, homemade pumpkin pie and uh, baklava. Ooh, very nice. I know you love, but if you didn't, do. if you didn't see it, they have a giant sixty-piece baklava at Costco. <laughs> so <laughs> on sale. So I bought it because I said I want a bite of it at least. And I'm pretty sure everybody in my family hasn't had it. And sure enough, nobody else have had it before. And I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe nobody else has had so baklava. So you introduced your whole family to baklava? Oh yeah, they were they they all they didn't lose their shit like you did, but they were all <laughs> they were all very impressed. They were all just, "What is this?" Now, I was trying to explain it. I was like, "I can't explain the flavor. It's like it's like honeyed pistachioed amaretto." Yeah, I was going to say, it's like amaretto. Yeah. It's like an amaretto-soaked pastry. Yeah, they were like, okay. And then they had it, and they went, oh, this is good. I was like, yeah, it is good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually, that's honey pistachio to amaretto-soaked pastry is pretty much how, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and that was good. Uh, the other thing, you know what else, too, is because my family always has a bottle of Californian Chardonnay, and I don't like the Californian Chardonnays my family drinks. I like mm. French Chardonnays. I prefer mm. woody, oaky uh, Chardonnays more so than like the buttery, sweet Chardonnays that you get from California. But my family likes the Californian Chardonnays, so that's what we drink. And I never <laughs> like it because I'm just like, yeah, this isn't the Chardonnay style I prefer. So not only am I getting the flush 
and the and the mixture with the food of feeling like shit and too much and too hot and not wanting to move and wanting to sleep. But on top of it, I, it's not even something I like. It's not even the wine yeah. I like. It's not even something I can I can I have to force myself from not having. I don't actually pour myself anything. I wait for the family to pour it for dinner and then I'll have a cup. Mm. That's it. And I yeah. don't open up a bottle unless somebody says, "Oh, I'm going to open up a bottle. Do you want some?" And I'm like, "No." But if you're opening a bottle, it's going to go to waste because <laughs> nobody else is going to drink it. So yeah, sure, because it's going to go in the fucking fridge and then it's going to sit there for two weeks before it gets used in cooking. Then we're wasting like a twenty-five dollar bottle of white wine in fucking cooking. Is Chardonnay white? Yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Chardonnay I, is the whole white. time. You- I was picturing you drinking from a red glass of wine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm so uncultured. No, there's a lot of reds. I, I don't think there's a single red I don't like. Yeah, no, there's a single red. I, no, I like most reds. I like all reds. Cool. On some level. But Very nice. that was my Thanksgiving. It was pretty It was pretty good, pretty chill. Um, yeah, and that was nice. That was, that was it. That was it. Very nice. And then we got Very the nice. tree, which you'll see probably next week. And uh, mm. that's up, and all the decorations are up. I got candles lit. Um, fun Did you stuff. get a real tree? We always get a real tree. Very nice. Yes. Actually, I need to. We probably need to water it tonight after this episode. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a plastic tree, or do you have a real tree? We have like a two foot tall plastic tree. I could go get it. It's right outside the door. I'm recording it. No, 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 <laughs> but, no. Leave it, leave it, leave it. If, if you want me to show it to you. Uh, no, it's it's cute. And we have our first like together ornament. Um, as you know, we're engaged now. Uh, we got engaged in Acadia National Park, specifically at the peak of Cadillac Mountain. They have a little gift shop up there. They had Christmas tree ornaments that said Cadillac Mountain and the uh, coordinates. So we're like, okay, it literally has the coordinates to where we got engaged. Got to get that one. Yeah. So that's uh, we're going to try and get like a cool christmas tree ornament every year so now last year we just had a bunch of like random shit decorating it this year we have one so it's just a tree with lights and one ornament and we're just gonna build as we go which i think is pretty cool oh that's really cool yeah 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 Yeah. all right that's neat we uh we just have our childhood ornaments that our families pushed upon us because our families are trying to consolidate their house they said here take all your ornaments so (laughs) we we had that recently i had like a like some biscuit like a a literal cracker that apparently i had like painted to look like a christmas tree when i was like three like it is it is it was baked dough that's basically like a big hollow bubble and i painted it to look like a christmas tree and that still exists (laughs) and it's in my attic right now and i was like i don't need this fucking 30 year old cookie (laughs) um and then we have like my footprint and clay from when i was like a baby a bunch of bullshit ingredients I don't want. A bunch of, like, heavy, like, this one's a Santa Claus, and when you pull a string, he does a little dance, and it weighs, like, a pound. I, yeah, you know, I know makes that. that whole branch sag. <laughs> so you don't like those? No, I just like little, like... I like... I like Christmas tree ornaments that are either just purely decorative, like this one is aesthetically pleasing, or like the Christmas tree ornament equivalent of like a bumper sticker. So like the one we got, it just says Cadillac Mountain, and then the the uh, the coordinates, and then like a silhouette of the mountain, and it's just a little piece of wood with a string that you put on the tree. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so uh, so what are you doing with those ornaments? You're gonna keep them in storage, just keep them safe. I- I am going to go a few years, and if my mom doesn't ask about them for a while, I'm going to get rid of them. 
you have no sentimentality to them some of them i definitely do but very few of them <laughs> like i'm sure one of them up there was always like my favorite ornament um but then there's just like a bunch of irrelevant shit like i don't need a i don't need my like ceramic lacrosse player anymore i haven't needed that one since high school but uh Damn. Yeah, there are there are some, like I said, that are just like aesthetically pleasing. So like the classic like orb Christmas tree ornaments, uh, my grandma used to paint those. So she would like paint things that happened that year, uh, which I think is really cool. So like there's one with like a, a painting of a lighthouse in Maine. And that's the year we all went to Maine together. So like that one's really cool. Like that's a memory right there. That's a Christmas tree ornament that you could put up on the tree. But like, I don't know, like a, a big like a playstation christmas tree ornament i don't need that shit <laughs> damn okay all right slice and dice i'm cold yeah you're yeah. cold and feeling person as you what's uh, your ornament game it's tight <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all i need to know i don't want you to elaborate <laughs> that will be that will be up for all of us to interpret next topic of conversation <laughs> uh Oh. I, did you finish um, on Disney Plus the Star Wars series known by Andor? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> because I don't think we finished the last episode of She-Hulk. Oh, really? We never talked about it. Oh, wait. Yes, we did. No, no we, didn't. we didn't. It's still on the list here. Exactly. Okay, how'd you like it? <laughs> I... I, this- I... I thought it was a little cheesy at first, mm. but then the longer it went on, the more I liked it. And then, yeah, yeah. And then when they, when, when spoiler alert for She Hulk, uh, when when she runs into Kevin finally, yes, <laughs> I liked it a lot. And then, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so it, it was weird because it lost me, and then it started bringing me back in, and then it really brought me back in, and then I was pumped about yeah. it, and I was like, all right, yeah, this is fucking great. I didn't expect it to be so meta and so fourth wall breaking that it just broke the narrative of the show. It just like (laughs) the show just stopped being relevant and it just became an exercise in breaking the fourth wall. Uh, And that was very interesting, like literally crawling out of the Disney Plus app on the (laughs) like, oh, my gosh. And then talking to the actual writers of the show, (laughs) walking around on the company premise company yeah. buildings and going into the writer's room yeah no so i thought it yeah. was i thought that was really cool I, I thought it was really cool yeah did you like it or no were you cringing no i i liked it quite a bit because i i had heard i had it slightly spoiled for me i just heard that there were some pretty insane fourth wall breaking things so yeah. i was like ready for that uh, so when it started ha- to happen, I was very delighted. Like, there's so many little, little things. Like, Kevin says, like, we're already busy working on our next project. And you hear the do-do-do, like, the <laughs> little, like, Black Panther drums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's some really good stuff in there. Um, I liked it quite a bit. And I liked how it, like, w- was it just ended up being a huge commentary on its own story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I liked. It was cool. I... I it's the most like divisive show I've seen, like polarizing show. Like people either hate it 
and they're like it marvel's done they have no idea what they're doing that was terrible it was so cringy like with the megan the stallion twerking and all these other things um and like the cgi or whatever and then there are people who love it and it's like oh it's making fun of neckbeards it's making fun of the marvel <laughs> fan base it's preemptively making fun of the people who will hate this show yes. which is genius yes and i just came down like kind of in the middle leaning more towards liking it quite a bit like i just thought it was really good like right it's yeah. not like incredible and it wasn't no. terrible it wasn't even bad it was just it was very good it was very enjoyable from beginning to end yeah i, li- I like the fact that it was very tongue-in-cheek the whole time especially towards yeah. um like you said to the critics that they knew would they it was so predictable that they wrote it in of just oh yes. this is gonna piss off the following people <laughs> For no reason yeah. whatsoever, other than there's like a female lead, and they're gonna be like, she, she can't be a Hulk. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a girl, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, and I liked how it wasn't afraid to do it. It wasn't afraid. Yeah. I like how brave that show was, and that they just maybe not brave, but just how fierce they just threw the middle finger up. Yeah, I'm just. I don't. We don't give up. Go fuck yourself. We don't give a fuck. We're doing our fucking shit, and we're gonna have fun with it. You don't like it? Ha ha. We knew you would it anyways. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like that's basically the vibe of that entire show, and that's why I like yeah. it so much because I can yeah. I can really align with that kind of energy. Yeah. Uh, you did you know the uh, the showrunner for it? Like the lead writer is Jessica Gao, who's one of yes. the lead writers on Rick and Morty. Pickle Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, it it felt very Rick and Morty, like yeah. fourth wall breaking to the point where it broke the story. <laughs> yeah, which ironically and, yeah. or coincidentally uh, just happened in the latest Rick and Morty episode, where they break <laughs> they break the meta composition of the show writing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, um, it's very Dan Harmon's high kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, clearly from this, we could see that, like, some of those, like, really good ideas that probably went into Rick and Morty, like, weren't just Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. But, like, Jessica Gao made, like, a very serviceable Rick and Morty-esque show with She-Hulk. So that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was was fun. It was fun. You know what was not as fun? What's that? Uh, I don't think we've spoken to people since we saw Wakanda Forever. You, you didn't like it? No, I didn't say that. I just said... Not fun. It wasn't exactly a fun type of uh, movie. Uh, so, for those who don't know, uh, it was last week, right? I think so. Yeah, last Monday. Last Monday, uh, we went and saw Wakanda Forever. And uh, here is the spoiler alert for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. I said... When we first reviewed the teaser trailer, I said this movie is going to be, in my opinion, very heavy. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very heavy movie. I think it's going to be emotional as fuck and very heavy. And uh, it turns out that this movie was very emotional and and very heavy. (laughs) So, (laughs) So we left the theater. We didn't say much. All I said to you was this movie was a movie about grief. Yeah, primarily to me, it was it was about grief. That was the main focus and theme of the movie. I felt like the underlying portion of uh, Shuri and 
the Black Panther and Wakanda and the uh, all the rest of it, it was almost a side story to the actual part of grief, both of the main character and the main villain, right? Yeah. They both were dealing with grief. And yeah. I liked how Shuri kind of closes that chapter by saying the same thing that um, uh, uh, Chadwick said. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. T'Challa. Thank you. T'Challa said uh, in uh, Civil War. Mm. At the very end, if you remember, uh, when he catches, uh, uh, what is it, Nemo? Uh, yeah, Zemo. Zemo. Yeah, Zemo, not Nemo. Zemo. He catches Zemo and he says, revenge has consumed you. Mm. It's sure he says, revenge has consumed us. Oh, nice. I didn't catch that. That's very good. Yes. So even though it was like this big, like, oh, the Black Panther's back. There's a it's like, yeah, it's still not like a celebratory thing, though. It's still yeah. like wasn't this joyful thing because it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And that's that was my take overall from a high level. What did you think? I so for me as well. I I I'm definitely going to be more cynical about it. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. So I think I'm coming in slightly under you. I will preface everything I'm about to say by saying it was a very good movie. It was a very good MCU movie. Um, but it was the first. Not the first MCU movie, but it was the MCU mm-hmm. movie where more than any other, I was just seeing behind the curtain. Like I was seeing the behind the scenes, things like that. Like What do you mean? It felt I could see so clearly how the middle 80% of the movie was just the original Wakanda Forever script that was supposed to star T'Challa um, before Chadwick uh, passed away. And then it was basically that story, but... <laughs> Control F, T'Challa, <laughs> delete, insert Shuri. <laughs> like it was just Shuri inserted into T'Challa's story. Book ended with an incredibly emotional, super touching, very like, uh, is classy the right word? Uh, I guess classy, like touching to T'Challa and Chadwick. Uh, like the beginning of that was such an unexpected gut punch for me. And then the end, like the retrospective that Shuri had and then the post credit scene and things like that was extremely touching. And the middle of it was just the uh, a fairly generic sequel to Black Panther that they replaced T'Challa with Shuri, uh, with a few exceptions. Now, why do you say that? Because I didn't get that vibe at all. Why did you, Why do you say that? Is it because there you knew was, things because you were reading spoilers and finding things online? No, I mean, I also, I went into it all but knowing, I mean, I did know that uh, Shuri was going to take up the mantle of Black Panther, which okay. for like completely meta reasons uh, is somewhat of a bummer. Although, I don't know. I think a lot of things were sensationalized by the internet. Um, I didn't know she that. Was, I didn't know that, by the way. Asterisk. You like, but you know what I'm talking about? You found out after. Well, no, I watched the movie and saw Shuri become Black Panther. Oh, (laughs) you found out after the movie that that, that's who that was. Yeah, no, but like Letitia Wright, the actor, the actress who plays Shuri was apparently very difficult to work with. Oh, yes. I remember hearing that. Yes. And was uh, like vocally uh, anti-mask and didn't want to get vaccinated and things like that. So she just she just made it difficult in like an icky way. 
uh, over the last two years, uh, where like everybody's dealing with this together and, and trying to get through it. And, and her coming down on that side was, was disappointing. Well, and then the rumors that she would be taking up the mantle of Black Panther while having those views and acting that way, especially after taking up the mantle after Chadwick, um, who meant so much to so many okay, people and okay. was such a good dude. Okay. So we're kind of, we're jumping straight into, I guess the, past the fourth wall with it I, well <laughs> i just wanted to d- touch on that get it out of the way box it up and then talk about the movie okay well before it gets thrown away even though it's boxed up now <laughs> i just want to say there's two different types of of so leticia writes a she's very good like you can't say she's not good at, at acting she's a very oh no she's incredible she's incredible at, at acting so that's a b there's you know me, right? I'm I'm very much the middle finger guy, right? So I'm very much fine with people saying I don't want to mask or get vaccinated, and it's like cool, I get that. But there's a there's levels to it, right? There's the I want control of my body, and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then there's like Gina Carano, like this is making me more persecuted than the Jews in the Holocaust, and it's like, well, all right, you're going too far now. Now you're going too far with that speech. <laughs> Bring it fucking back down. Um, that's not what you say, because that's not what you fucking say. Uh, and it's not true. And it's not true. <laughs> so there's that too. Um, and then you're told by your employer to stop saying wild shit, and you keep saying wild shit, and then you get fired from one of the largest franchises in the history of cinema, and you and then you're bitching about it, like you did something, like you were wronged, and you were totally yeah. fine. You did. So there's different levels to it, and I don't know the background for the Tisha's stance on that now if there was a corporate guideline of if you're going to work on set you need to mask or be vaccinated etc etc i can understand some grumbling but i think you know more of the stories than i do about how much was the quote-unquote grumbling that she was giving was she like i'm not fucking stepping out of my trailer if you make me do a or b that's you're being very difficult to work with then it's like okay this is a job at the end of the day it's art it's expression it's powerful. It's also a moneymaker. This is a job. This is a project you're being hired to do as a job. You're a contractor. So either you're in for this contract or you're off for the contract because you don't like the terms and conditions of your contract. Unfortunately, that's what it comes down to on a certain level, right? Um, yeah. Dude, fucking Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings wasn't allowed into Canada during covid because he said i'm not getting vaccinated he was the only player who said i'm not getting i'm not getting a vaccination even if it means i can't play games which means he said i don't want to get paid because they get paid per game so he said i will miss every game in canada because canada as a government as a country will not let me in and i'm happy to be not paid to do that and it's like okay that's your (laughs) that's your freedom of choice to do so and that's my definition of a freedom when people say, oh, it's a free country, my definition of that personally is the freedom of choice. If that freedom of choice means you violate a contract, you don't get paid, you get hot, fired, that's the consequence of that choice. That was your choice yeah. to make. So I don't know the extent. Do you happen to know the extent behind the scenes? So I'm not going to pretend like I know more about what happened on set and just perpetuate things that may be untrue. But all I know is that she was difficult to work with on set and that was part of it. Um, And the other thing that I know is that while these stories were kind of coming out, somebody 
somebody who's not her, um, but somebody who she follows supposedly, uh, tweet like tweeted this video about how uh, it was basically a conspiracy theory of how there's stuff in the vaccines and it's like a government tactic and blah 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 blah. And she retweeted it saying like interesting stuff, worth a watch, and it's just absolute top top to bottom bullshit. Um, so, <sighs> but like the she- fact that she was also peddling that on Twitter. True. I mean, she could do that, right? Yeah. So the the other thing is, she. That was the most egregious thing publicly. There right. were stories of what she was doing on set, on set, but it was very vague. And then the worst thing she did was retweet that bizarre video. Okay. Uh, and then she. Uh, deleted it or unretweeted it or whatever uh and i think it had like a disney written apology or something like that okay but you knew about this going into this movie yeah but it just it still made me feel achy no, but, <laughs> like, that, but that's what i'm we saying we went from chadwick boseman to this that's but that's what i'm saying that that i think maybe biased the movie yeah because oh, yeah. i didn't Definitely. know any i didn't really know any of these things and yeah. i didn't know it was going to be shuri yeah. so i had no fucking clue so yeah. I didn't know until she was basically on table <laughs> yeah. with the flower. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, table. we're doing this. Okay. Um, yeah. I thought she was going to give it to somebody else. Right. So that was the big one. Um, yeah. 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 So there's that. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. So Go I on. went into the movie with that knowledge. I also told you that it was the latest I have ever seen a Marvel movie after release because I know I wanted to see it with you and I didn't like have really have anybody to go to see it with beforehand um that like really really wanted to see it um so i didn't so i saw it like two and a half weeks after it came out so i've had i had a good chunk of the story spoiled for me i had a lot of the big things like not specific like like frame by frame things spoiled or like sentence by sentence but like this happens and then that happens and this character shows up and that character dies okay so you knew so so, yeah this movie is i guess it was tarnished before you even saw it tarnished Kind of. Yeah. So I knew I knew for a fact Shuri was Black Panther, although by the second trailer, that was very obvious. Uh, I knew Ramonda died, which uh, I did not know, but whatever. Um, I knew that the Martin Freeman character and the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character, I knew she was in it and I knew they were married. They were like uh, divorcees. Uh, And then I knew Killmonger had a cameo. Jesus uh, Christ. So you knew like all the big fucking <laughs> reveals. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely tarnished. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely fucking tarnished. Uh, guess who didn't know any of that shit? You. Yeah. So guess who had a great <laughs> experience and a very different experience? This yeah. guy. So here's here. I've thought about this a lot. Those things, when they happened, were still, they still impacted me. Like the Ramonda dying was still like tough to watch um, because she like sacrificed herself to save somebody else. And then they were trying to resuscitate both of them. And the person she tried to save got successfully resuscitated. And then she didn't. And like her whole family had to watch her die or whatever. That was shocking. Uh, I had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah, that was rough. So that blew Um, me away. I was like, holy shit, they killed her. Yep. And then Shuri taking the, uh, the heart shaped herb, and uh, and going on the table and and going to the uh, the plane of ancestors or the ancestral plane. Ancestral plane. Um, 
that was uh she was going there and i was like okay this could be interesting and then killmonger showed up and i was like oh that's how they're doing it like i legit thought he was going to be like back from the dead but that makes so much more sense and it was so much cooler um and then that whole scene was like amazing so like yes. that I immediately forgot that I had already had this spoiled. I was like, oh, and then I was just immediately drawn back in. And then like that whole conversation they had, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) He's like, you're not your brother. You're driven by revenge. So am I. Don't pretend to be something you're not. Be a badass. Yeah. (laughs) Like, fuck the rules. And then she wakes up and she's like, yeah, fuck the rules. Give me the yellow suit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty awesome. Um, And yeah, didn't really take away from that. But like the things that I came out of the movie feeling like eh about was like the third act where there's this big, weird, flat boat thing, (laughs) this big floating set piece that they just had this big battle on um, with all the nameless nobodies, but a few of the like the side characters. Uh, So we got to see this big blurry action fight scene from far away. And we zoomed in on a couple key moments of that guy fighting that guy and the number two fighting the other number two and the number three fighting the other number three. And it's like, oh, this is so generic. (laughs) This is like done every big final battle movie while the two main, the real characters that we care about are fighting over there so they could have their own solo thing. Um, That felt extremely generic for me. And then like the let's randomly decide to team up and that's how we're gonna do this was like fine but then i was like oh that's because namor is a huge character that they finally have and they can't just like defeat him or kill him they want to keep him around to do more cool stuff in the future have him in other movies uh so that felt like there were so many things that just felt like how I've been feeling about Marvel lately, where it's just a subscription service that you have to be caught up on. Like you got to see Wakanda forever. So you know who Namor is. So when he shows up in the next movie, you know who he is. Uh, and like, you see, stuff I, like that. I didn't get that vibe. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe. Interesting. I, 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 I viewed that main character. You're right. It's, it was that you're not wrong. It was yeah. that template set. But the thing that I saw it as, it was it was a situation where, with most movies, most Marvel movies, in my opinion, they're all centered around a similar theme. And the mm. theme is not typic- the typical, this person's evil, so they must be defeated. A lot of times, it's a, the hero has to grow, and that's the actual victory. And in Hmm. this one, the growth was Shuri becoming more like her brother in terms of, I will not kill this person out of revenge. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And then there was also the whole midpoint of the fact that there's an attempted alliance between the two strongest uh, nations on the planet, which is a huge X factor, which I don't think it was touched on enough of like... Hmm. You have a nation that's stronger than Wakanda. And Wakanda at like already at level set can destroy every military and every every other country on the planet. So yes. you have basically the you seeing the the merge of two superpowers, which yeah. was the political aspect of this, which I also thought was another part of growth, where Shuri I think had this growth beyond just well, I shouldn't kill this person out of revenge, but also a on a political level, we get more accomplished together than we do fighting each other as nations. 
Mm. right? Thinking more than just her own experience, thinking more of their nations being together. And that's something that I, granted, regardless of whatever nefarious possible outcomes that could happen, because that means by alliance and proxy, uh, you know, Wakanda could get drawn into whatever bullshit that they decide to start, et cetera, et cetera. It's just that, 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 that thought process was there all of a sudden. Yeah. And a decision was made on it. I don't know. I, I viewed it as the forced evolution of a character with Shuri. That's how I that's how I thought of it. Yeah, which is valid. That definitely happened too. The the character part of the the movie was amazing. Like that was the best part. It was like the story itself and the characters, um, and like the growth that all of them experience was so good. But the the Marvel half of it the comic book nerd in me was like, eh. like the battle at the end. I was so bored. <laughs> like we've, it, like you just said, it's the two most powerful nations in the world that either one of them can destroy any country hands down. And the two of them are duking it out and it's spears versus fists. <laughs> it's like, why don't you do cooler shit? Like we've seen this in two and a half Marvel movies already. Uh, so, like, use that weird, like, the thing, uh, uh, it wasn't Okoye, uh, I forget her name, but the the one who, like, went underwater and, like, that underwater jet ski thing. Like, that was fucking cool. <laughs> like, some new Wakanda scuba tool. Um, that was awesome. Like, show us more of that shit. Like, we know you have crazy advanced technology. Stop using the spears. Oh, my God, it's so boring. Uh, uh... And then, like, all the people from under the ocean who wear sharks for heads. Are just punching really hard. <laughs> I guess. I guess there's a certain different precedent set when you have vibranium weapons, because yeah. you're sh- instead of shooting brass from <laughs> from a from a, a firearm, and you have something called like made out of vibranium, right? And you have people who are enhanced in any way. There's more i think value beyond that style of combat uh than just pure ballistics with brass that yeah. you get from just traditional firearms yeah right. i did like um okoye got that new suit the uh the the melange uh, or the dora i forgot what they're called yeah. um the the army uh they got those cool new like flying suits they look like overwatch characters now <laughs> um that was pretty cool we didn't really get to see much of it um yeah another thing that just felt very like subscribed to disney plus was uh riri williams the Ironheart, uh that character the the, the mit student what, what was her purpose exactly in this? <laughs> that she was... was the scientist who made the the vibranium detector so the the telecon people wanted to kill her so she so no one would ever find vibranium again right and wakanda wanted to protect her so she was like the catalyst for them fighting so she was a plot piece she was a plot piece with a shittier iron man suit <laughs> something okay your third act analysis is gonna be my i'm gonna copy and paste your exact statement and apply <laughs> it towards the ever easy character in every single story that's just the smart one mm-hmm. and like i feel every other marvel show movie has just the smart one that gets thrown into the plot to fill the hole of what's needed for it to advance and yep. in this case it was 
Ironheart. Yeah. To do that. There's uh, Shuri. There's Ironheart. There's Tony Stark. There's Bruce Banner. There's Doctor Strange. Yep. They're all like the smartest person there's, ever. Uh, and now there's not Reed Richards. There's Spider-Man. <laughs> there's Peter Parker. There's yep. the not Spider-Man but could have been from... Um, uh, what's that show? Miss um, Marvel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Her yeah, yeah. Friend? <laughs> Not Spider-Man, but could have been. <laughs> yeah, Miss Marvel's friend, who was apparently second choice to be cast as Spider-Man. Right? So, I mean, it's just this ever-evolving cast of, of people who... Because when we had the original Avengers, it was really just Tony and Bruce. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And that was the big X factor of those characters. It was just their intelligence. Yeah. Which for both of them works so well because it's Tony, this genius, can like make this thing. His superpower is what he made with his mind. And then you have Bruce, who is a genius, who turns into a strong moron. <laughs> and like the duality of that, of like, uh, like brains and then he becomes brawn uh was very interesting but now it's like every story dr strange he has magic powers but he's also smart which makes him an asshole shuri is like the she's very smart which also makes her not like tradition (laughs) and she makes the gadgets but they all have to be the smartest and then there's fantastic four coming who which stars reed richards comma the smartest man alive like that is what he is known as in the comics it's what he was introduced as in uh multiverse of madness and then you have uh and then you had Ironheart. yeah so it's it's a trope it's boring it means nothing anymore so yeah it's um, just let's move on yeah it's just that that part's yeah anyways yeah we're getting stuck on on that and that part um yeah i thought uh Go ahead. I was going to say, next thing about the the movie, it was gorgeous, and the music was incredible. I was just about to say, it was beautiful. It was so well shot. The colors were amazing. The the costume design was perfect. Yep. It was perfect. Uh, Like, when they went to Haiti... Yep. Uh, that was just and like the colored walls and like the jungle and stuff like that. All of the underwater shots were like really well done. All of the queen's dresses um, were perfectly set. Oh my oh, god, so good. She walks <laughs> the, the first scene when she walks in into the into the room and she's got just her the, her shoulders like her muscular yep. shoulders showing and she's wearing all black and her security crew's wearing like black a black baklavas and shit like that. Yeah, and everything amazing. Oh, dude, fucking! And then her on the beach when she's by herself. Oh, we just looking out on the ocean. (laughs) I couldn't get over how good the costumes were for her the entire movie. And that was in that first movie where you were like, "This movie's gonna be heavy." I was like, "This movie's gonna be gorgeous," because like all of these shots we're talking about were in the first trailer, where it was just no woman, no cry, set to beautiful shots of women from Black Panther. (laughs) Like it was incredible. Uh, And then the music, Ludwig killing it again. Oh, dude, Um, the music was so good. (laughs) Crush, fucking crush. It was just, dude, and even the end song. The Rihanna uh, song, yeah. just holy shit! Where did that come from? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, someone who listens to the show, so you'll know who you are, uh, told me that um, Ryan Coogler, Rihanna, and oh, fuck, who is it? Oh, and the uh, Ludwig wrote that song together. 
Really? Like, Ryan Coogler wrote the lyrics for that song. And then, uh, like, Ludwig wrote, like, the tracks and stuff like that. And Rihanna, like, obviously helped write it and sing it and stuff like that. Incredible. It was, uh, it was such a, I, I think, I think it was such a good movie. It was, it's on a scale of what the first Black Panther movie was, which is, you can't, in my opinion, you can't really compare it to the same level of Marvel movies because and it's yeah. it's in its own style. They're special. Yeah. They like mean more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's just shot yeah. differently. It's just it's just it's just done. That's what it is. It's just done different. Yeah. It's done different. It's not done to any type of set idea of what it should be. It's just I feel like they just tell Ryan, "Hey, make a Black Panther movie." Yep. <laughs> do do what makes do your interpretation of a Black Panther story. Yeah. And he goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and like that's actually that's a really good point because I love the first Black Panther movie. I've rewatched it a few times. But I had like very similar gripes with the first one. Not that I could like peel behind the curtain and like see all the the production troubles that it had, but it it was fairly generic like there are a lot of things that happened like it did the old marvel trope of the bad guy is just the good guy but a different color like uh you have like ant-man who can turn small and he's red and then you have yellow jacket who could turn small and he's yellow but he has lasers and then you have iron man who has a small uh robotic suit and then you have iron monger who has a big robotic suit (laughs) And then, like, they do that so many times. And they do it less. Or the Hulk who fights Abomination, who's Tan Hulk. Um, They do it over and over and over again. Uh, And the first Black Panther movie did that. Like, that was my biggest gripe with this. And then this one didn't do that. Like, they obviously had very different powers, uh, the two main uh, characters. But they did, like, the very tropey, everybody fight. (laughs) And, like, this fight ultimately means nothing because it's really about the two people who are fighting over there on the beach. There is a part of it because it is... I I feel Marvel does that on purpose to show the counter of what a hero could do. Right? Mm. You had... uh, 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 What's his name? Iron... What is it? Monger. Iron Monger versus Iron Man. You had yeah. somebody who had similar technologies, right? Yeah. And they used it for a different purpose than yeah. what Iron Man was doing. And vice versa down the road, right? I mean, Black. let's keep it to Black Panther. Black Panther was a perfect example of Killmonger and uh, Black Panther. Literally, same suits, same powers, everything. Yep. But one wanted to do something very different with that, uh, with that uh, 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 position of power while the other didn't. And that's the Spider-Man right. thing, right? It's with great power comes great responsibility. That's the theme of all superhero movies. Well, let me rephrase that. All Marvel movies are eh. power, responsibility. What are you doing with it? And it's and yeah. use. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying it's an easy fallback to say, well, let's show what happens when you have great power and you don't have great responsibility mm. and you use it selfishly. What do you? What happens then? And that's yeah. usually what the big thing is, right? And Spider-Man's always about that. It's, are you going to save the people? Are you going to save the girl? Are you going to save others? Are you going to save yourself? Right? That's always what that's about, of putting that person in that, that situation. And 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't tell if I'm clouded by this movie because it felt almost more dramatic than it did action Marvel to me. Yeah. Right. It, there was definitely like a, it was like a political drama <laughs> almost. And then like a family mourning grief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't really shooty. There was that, there's always in a Marvel movie, you got to have shooty, drivey, flippy cars. You got to have, oh, yeah. you got to have some <laughs> type of scene with that. But it felt to me a little bit like uh, Shang-Chi did where there were so many power there were so many powerful dramatic parts behind it right yeah like shang chi had so many good dramatic parts between father and son and this yep. movie had so many good dramatic parts i think with just I, I would just say everybody everybody was it's obvious how easy it was for people to show their emotions in this movie it's, yeah that wasn't hard on anybody i think to do it was hey you have to be sad that chadwick passed Oh boy, let me get in the fucking moment. It's just like no, they all were right there the entire time. I bet every single time they had to shoot. So yep, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it came across very purely to me, genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it wasn't a stretch for all of these actors and actresses to act like they were sad about T'Challa being gone. Yeah, because they were sad about Chadwick being gone. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um. And I, like I said at the beginning, the uh, the the emotional gut punch of the intro to that movie was completely unexpected. I knew that the uh, another weird small spoiler thing I saw was like someone just posted the like the opening Marvel logo and it was purple, and they're like, "Oh, the tribute to T'Challa was so nice." Uh, but I didn't know that the movie would start with t'challa flatlining and then shuri desperately trying to save him and then he passes and then there is a silent purple t'challa scenes only marvel studios logo holy crap that got me that <laughs> i like <laughs> the rug was pulled out from under me and i was like oh maybe i'm not ready for this movie right now <laughs> i told you it's gonna be heavy i told you it's gonna be an yeah. emotional movie I, I i didn't know how they were gonna do it but yeah they came out fucking swinging and that's what i mean that's a very dramatic style that was not yeah. a cinematic theater like oh no maverick got shot it wasn't like that kind of movie shot it was a much more serious dramatic style of showcasing that it was like quiet there was like no music for that whole intro it was just the sounds of shuri panicking and doctors trying desperately to to save someone in the other room. And it was also, it was so ballsy and unexpected and like so much, I can't think of the word, but like so much more powerful than just, oh, we've been so sad since T'Challa passed or like it's been a year since T'Challa passed away from blah, 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 blah. It was just, no, he's fucking dying. Oops, we couldn't save him. He's dead. Here's your emotional uh, thing that's going to drive you through the movie. And it's like, holy shit. Again, that's the dramatic theme to it, I felt, that was behind yeah. it, that kept it so so genuine. Um, yeah. I will say this, and I'm very, very glad, because you know I hate, I hate people. Um, in the emotional scenes like that, people were fucking silent. Yeah. People, yeah, they pe were respectful. People weren't chatting and taking out their phones and like, like, crackling open their wrappers people i think all felt the same of just they all connected to that yeah 
I can't imagine how permanently angry I would be if I was in some theater with like a shithead teenager or something who started like giggling or goofing off or whatever during one of those scenes. But yeah, right. no, it's it's very hard to not feel the way the movie wants you to feel during those scenes dude that movie was quiet as a fucking pin drop for the yeah. silent marvel logo that was yeah nobody was moving like people were i just, like stopped breathing i felt yeah. like i was breathing too loud because for those who haven't seen it it is silent yes. for like the whole length of the marvel intro which is longer than you remember <laughs> yeah it it fucking hit home it hit home yeah. hard and then, uh, and then also, like I said, it, they kind of, that happened. It was horrible. And then they like dealt with it. They did like the funeral and things like that. And then they moved on from that. And then it just kind of became a Marvel movie. And like, that was definitely like an underlying thread of the movie. And then when it ended, when like the, the story itself had wrapped up, Shuri then go went to finally deal with that and put it to rest herself. Um, and then that whole like ending to the movie, even just talking about it right now, I'm like getting <laughs> kind of choked up. That was that was beautiful. And then like that was that fucking ended sunset on beach. And then Rihanna starts singing that shit. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Just, incredible. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole the very touching, respectful tribute of like the Wakandan, like burning your funeral clothes, which is like giving yourself closure because you can say you put the funeral behind you by burning the clothes is very symbolic, very beautiful. But also while she was doing that, she's just like looking off into the sunset, smiling and tearing up. And we just see silent flashes of T'Challa, but not just any, just the hot clips of T'Challa from the MCU. It was specifically scenes where they were together. So like that was even more like, I, there's probably some German word for the way that they did this, a, a word that doesn't exist in English, but like they didn't do it in a cheesy way of like, like the beginning, like that's a bold move to have him dying in the movie and like have the person that you're setting up to be the main hero and the main character of this movie being unable to save him the person who is like a favorite in the mcu like that is very bold it's not pulling any punches punches it was risky uh and then at the end they could have easily just shown a, a bunch of clips from art like fans favorite clips of t'challa but uh, shuri wasn't there but whatever she's just remembering t'challa so here fans here's the favorite thing the fact that they held back from doing that and just showed shuri t'challa moments is like even more like correct i think or just ballsy and like it made it feel more genuine uh and it, it like it, it was more emotional because of that oh it was so good uh, yeah, and I think also the fact that they did it in a sense that like Chadwick passed because of cancer, right? Yeah, yeah. They didn't say the word cancer, but right. They said the word disease at the beginning a bunch during yeah, those exactly. scenes. He had something that he couldn't be saved from, and sure he couldn't save him again. Like the genuine, <sighs> con yeah, right. That genuine connection to that is that's that wasn't probably a lot of acting. Yeah. Ooh, man. Good stuff. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, I mean, good. It's it's what I said before of it wasn't like a fun woo Marvel movie. It was definitely a good Marvel movie. 
Um, yeah. But it wasn't, in my opinion, the woo, isn't that funny, She-Hulk is twerking kind of thing. And it wasn't... <laughs> yeah, it's very... <laughs> two very different Marvel experiences back to back. Yeah, it... Uh, you know what it reminded me a lot of? I think it was shot much better from just, like, the beauty of the shots and the choices behind it and the design. Reminded me a lot of Endgame and Infinity War, where those movies weren't going... They weren't being done for the woo, this is so cool factor so much. It was much more of, nope, they lost. Definitely like, Infinity War. But, like, Endgame was straight up fun. I that was blacked out... I endgame I blacked out involuntarily stood up out of my chair and cheered like my favorite team had just won the Super Bowl when Cap picked up the hammer like that shit that is it is the most excited I've ever been in my life I'm not exaggerating I am not exaggerating I still think about the feeling I had in the theater watching that live not knowing it was going to happen my dumb little pea-sized brain was blown when that happened that movie was beyond fun and exciting but I get what you mean <laughs> I mean but don't forget like, it was 10 minutes before that you saw Rocket almost drowning <laughs> yeah right? like you had <laughs> true. saying I don't want to die I don't want to yeah die. see so <laughs> I'm just saying they kind of so fun what I'm saying is that with Infinity War and Endgame they pulled punches on the dramatic connection to the characters in my yeah. opinion, the way they did it. Even in Infinity War with the famous Wakanda Forever yeah. scene, that was that was a suicide chant at that point. That was a fucking yeah. we're gonna just we're gonna we're dying for Wakanda here. Charge. Yeah. Like go for it. Like that's what they didn't know Thor was coming. Nope. <laughs> Okoye says it will be the noblest end in history. <laughs> yes. This will be the end of Wakanda. It will be the noblest end in history. That's what I'm saying. It, it's just they didn't make it so the heroes always came out on top. And that's my point. Yeah. And in this movie, Wakanda Forever specifically, they technically don't come out on top until Shuri doesn't kill that person. Yeah. That's the quote unquote come out on top of the Marvel side of it. It's just, hey. The Marvel story's done. Sherry didn't kill out of out of hate and anger and revenge. Yeah. And then you have the actual dramatic finish with her going that was like a drama movie, like a indie film finish, which she fucking goes to the beach and does all that shit. That was what that was. <laughs> so then you so you had the Marvel finish where she doesn't get the revenge kill, and then you get the the indie film finish when she's on the beach. So you get this huge closure both from us like a experience and also just a emotional connection to everything in two yep. in two different parts yeah love it what's the next marvel thing do we know i don't fucking Think know like <laughs> i'm behind man i'm behind on andor i haven't seen ant-man the trailer i haven't seen the new guardians of the galaxy trailer that just dropped today i haven't seen the new oh. indiana jones trailer that just dropped i haven't seen guardians of the galaxy the holiday special i haven't finished red dead redemption 2 i haven't killed another valkyrie in god of war <laughs> again not part of the story but i get where you're going damn it dude why do we i suck at this why do i suck at being a, a nerd why can i not geek properly i'm a bad geek that's what i am I'm a, I do not. I do not deserve the rank of nerd. I deserve the rank of geek, and geek alone, at most. That that you're in the right podcast then. <laughs> um, 
Very cool. I, I think next week we got to talk about Andor. And then uh, maybe after that, or maybe that week, we'll talk about the Guardians holiday special. Because I saw it. Oh, uh, so we got to talk about it. How long is it? I could probably watch it. You can watch it tonight. 45 minutes. Ooh, I cannot watch that tonight. That's that's too long. That's too long. <laughs> All right. Well, watch it whenever you can. <sighs> should I watch and that? I will, uh, should I watch that or should I watch um, Andor first? Andor. Andor is significant. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how far behind are you on Andor? How much of it have you watched? I'm five episodes behind. No, wait, it's okay, over. It now. is done. It's... Yes, uh, <laughs> there are twelve episodes total. I am s- seven. You're very behind. I'm you seven have a lot. Behind. You have a lot to watch. Yeah, I'm very behind. It's seven. Okay, yeah, I remember we talked about this. Okay, yeah, you got to catch up on that. Let's try to let's try to do that yeah. for next week. And here's the funny thing: everybody keeps saying, "Oh, it picks up, it picks up," and it's just wait, you weren't hooked in the first fucking episode. What do you mean it picks up? It was fucking great the first episode, but everybody I wasn't. But we'll talk about it. Oh, dude, I was <laughs> the first fucking episode. I was like, "This is fucking great!" Holy shit! <laughs> so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All I'll right. Uh, I'll talk to you next week, maybe in person. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just don't just don't uh, have strep and we'll be good to go. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Peace.